Now, I want you to know, I really do love you to death. Kate Winslet's got a nice rack. She does. There's no denying it. You waited till I put an M&M in my mouth. Listen, I wait till you got tequila in your mouth. I wait till you got an M&M in your mouth. I'm hitting you with one-liners tonight like it's nobody's business, all right? Just wait. I'll get you with milk coming out your nose in the next 30 minutes. Alrighty. Carry on. Kate Winslet's hot. Kate Winslet? She's pretty hot. But James doesn't like her face, so he only likes her from the neck down. God, you make me sound like such a Billy Zane. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Hey, you gonna you gonna say shit like that? I'm gonna say shit back. Yeah, I can't deny you. Um, By the hi, way, this is City of Cinema. That's James. Yep. I'm America. Yep. We're still talking about the Titanic. More importantly, we're talking about Kate Winslet and her boobs. All right, because that's where we are in the movie. Is draw me like one of you. What did you do that for? Holy shit. You just rolled M&M's all over the desk in the middle of the recording. It was so you, that I wouldn't make crinkle noises with the bag. And, and I'm going to call all the attention to it. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. I was stealthy till you said shit. Good, yeah, whatever. Anyways, Kate Winslet and her boobs. Um, Man, we get to the point. It's the line, draw me like one of your French girls, uh, which... Now I've got context for it. It's because he drew French prostitutes for fun. Um, I There was a, a really great little saucy moment where she like leaves and he's setting up and sharpening his pencils and she comes back through the doors and it's this, she's got this like sheer robe on and it's got the fucking, the tie on the robe and she twirls it and bounces in her eyebrow. And I was like, fucking classic. That's the good shit right there. That's physical acting perfectly you know who took who took that frozen what frozen does that scene later on uh where anna's leaned up against the wall and she spins the fan around and whacks herself in the face i watched frozen one time i'm telling you so much of the cinema you watch james is because titanic exists i have another point about the cinematography of titanic and i'm going to get to it later when i'm when i actually have a note about it but the uh the eyebrows and the robe twirl just fucking great love that uh, and then, boom, bang, pow, PG-13 boobs. And they're not out of focus or anything. Uh, and and it, we made a note. We paused it so we could get the time right. It takes an hour and 25 minutes into the Titanic for you to get normal human boobs. Uh, so, you know, if that's all you're watching it for, you skip the first hour and 15 minutes of the movie and you'll be set. Uh... You made the joke while we were watching it that you're you were surprised to not see his sketchbook move <laughs> because leave it to you to make a better dick joke than I could. He put he has a sketchbook like it's on his, on lap. his lap on top of where where his penis would be. Yeah, where an erection would be, and he's wearing loose pants. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh. It's a wonder we didn't see the sketchbook go. Dude, she, she like, they're, like, making eyes at each other and stuff, and she goes, so serious. And I was like, listen, if he doesn't stay focused, his dick's gonna take all the blood, and he won't be able to do art. Made me laugh. And then, to make sure that we just murder the horny out of this movie as hard as we possibly can, 
we get a nice shot of her face, her gorgeous eyes, and it's a, a spinning macro shot transition. And they do a lot of these like really extreme close-up shots of stuff and people throughout the movie. But this is one of the big ones where it's just a real close-up on her eye and it, the camera starts to spin. And while it rotates, the eye stays the same, but like the skin around it gets older and older. And then you understand that it's a transition back to old Rose on the Russian ship up in the northern seas. Beautiful uh, fucking transition. Just tremendous it's to look so at. So gorgeous. And it's so smooth. It's not like, oh, suddenly she has wrinkles. Like it's like you almost don't even see the wrinkles appearing because the focus is her eye. It's so good. Uh, it's it's really aesthetically pleasing to watch. However, it does straight kill the horny vibes. Uh, so if you were like heavily invested in it and then you get like a jarring shot of an 87-year-old woman, you're like, ah, uh, I wasn't ready for that. Grandma, please. And then Grandma makes a point of mentioning that it was the most erotic moment of her life to these people she just met. All these people on the fucking ship who are literally sitting there like, like this on her, like, listening to her story, hanging on her every word, like... And they start crying later, but in, in this moment, they're like, well, did you fuck him? Yeah, like, that's the, like, they're just all like... Did you do the nasty? She even makes a joke about that, because someone says something like, well, then, like, what happened? She's like, did we do it, do you mean? Yeah, she does. It's like, oh, I didn't want to hear those lines from you. Uh, okay, but, uh, all right. Anyways, then we uh, start the second half of the movie. Now, this is the part of the movie where uh, everybody dies. And I sob a lot. And America does start crying from here until 10 minutes after the credits have ended. So, it's just, all my notes are just horror movie notes from here on out. Um, it makes me laugh when they, like, lose track of her next because, and then they point it out later, that's like, it's a fucking ship. Where could she possibly go? Where are they going to run to? And they have to fuck off. And they do fuck all the way off. Another one. Got him too. If you missed the last episode, James has killed another I've killed nat. two gnats in here for some reason. That's upsetting. Um, anyways. They fucking... They have to bounce out of there. And they're running from the love letter guy who's hunting them down. Uh, and uh, undoubtedly to do physical violence because uh, what else is he there for? Um, to set up fucking Jack. Yeah. That's the main reason he's looking for him. They also, they're, they're some of the worst at running away from someone ever of all time. Like, it's truly bad. They run a little bit, stop, and then the bad guy catches up to him. And you're like, what are you, what are you doing? Keep just fucking don't going. stop going. And I mean, that's like a lesson in if you ever are running away from people, don't stop running away from people. Just continue to run away from people. Did you spill M&Ms all over the goddamn desk again? No. What happened? What I, happened? I only left you four M&Ms. I bought these for me. And I gave some to you last night. And then you ate the portion that was for me. You monster. You owe me a bag of peanut butter M&M's. I, I demand reparations. This is some bullshit. Live on air. You have stolen from me all of my sweets. 
I didn't know that those were the ones that you had saved for yourself yesterday. I thought you ate those ones already. I thought these were new ones that we could I poured you out almost half the bag! And then you took most of them, like the rest of them, and ate them last night. There were like six left over because you were like, all done, chocolate. No more chocolate. All done. No more. No more. Take them away. Take them away from me. Make them go away. And so I was like, okay, I'll take them away. And I took them away and I ate them. And now you're out here leaving me with four fucking M&Ms. Dude, fuck Titanic. We're going to talk about this. No, this. <laughs> we've got so little time. Talk about the fucking Titanic. We have 40 minutes. Ugh. Yeah, and you spent 30 of it screaming last time, so. And then I spent five minutes talking about boobs. So you know what? I feel like it balances. Finally, they run their way through the boiler room to get to a small hallway to get to the cargo hold. Haha, there's a car in it. Um, and then now... some bougie asshole decided to bring their fucking car! I, I mean, you get to New York and you want to drive, I guess. Uh, so there's an ancient car in the, in the hold of the ship. Who has the back seat space of a fucking god, apparently. Holy cow. I mean, young Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't all that big. No, but okay. I don't know if you in the audience have ever tried to... Have you ever tried to do it in a car? Do it in a car. It's not the easiest of tasks, even with like seats down, anything like that. Depends on the car, depends on the size, blah, blah, blah. But on a car, like, as big as the car shown, the amount of seats and, like, seat space inside is massive. It's a lot. Apparently. You can do some You could do intricate some things. things. You could, like, do some turns. It's not like someone's, like, flat up against the roof and someone else is flat up against the seats. There's, like, moves you could do. It's not like the back of a Jeep or something. It's like there's space. The top of that car is just tall as fuck. There's lots of space. It's tall enough to fuck. Ay. Ay. Uh, the horny is palpable. Fine. We're about like an hour and a half into the movie, and I finally made a note where I was like, why is this movie three hours long? Why? Because you got to get the classic hand scene, and you got to get the draw me like one of your French girls scene, and you got to get the Irish dancing scene. You got to get all the classic cinema scenes in there. None of those things are bad. All those things could be in their own separate movie. Away from the horror movie that's oh, about I to begin. I forgot. You just want to see the sinking of the ship. You just want to live in that moment. No, I don't. I don't want to live in that moment. I want to actively avoid that moment. I'd watch the first half of that movie all the time. It's really fun and interesting. I would not watch the back half of that movie ever again. Um... Man, I said there was a lot of things going wrong while they fuck in the car, but I don't remember uh, what well they, went wrong. They started setting up, like, the scheme to, like, get Jack oh, yes, arrested. Yes. Um, that's when they... That starts. That's they when start, the binoculars are lost. Yep, they start. The, like, other guys... The captain signs off and puts the other guy in charge. Yep, 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 yep. We basically just... We basically start a new plot about how the Titanic is going to crash and sink. So, yeah. They needed one last 
good, happy scene before it all just gets fucked straight to hell. Right. So then, the fucking... Actually, no, it, it, it hits the iceberg while they... No. No, because no. they're out on deck. Okay. They're out on deck when it hits I just know the guards drown instantaneously. Yes, because they... In in what takes, like, ten minutes of real time, about 35 seconds of movie time happens. Okay. Um, in, in which the guards go from the boiler room to the cargo hold, see the car is steamy, see the handprint, bust into the car, pardon me, bust into the car to find nothing... Meanwhile, Rose and Jack have gotten dressed, vamoosed, and have gotten out onto the deck from a level where there was a boiler room, so they had to run up, like, a bunch of stairs. Got out onto the deck. The crew sees the iceberg and starts the process of turning the boat and slowing down and reversing engines to spin it even faster, but they're not fast enough, and they didn't see it right. Would it? Ha- I'm not big on boat science. I don't really understand how they work. <laughs> I have some questions because here's where I start to have some complaints about the movie, and not just okay. the movie in general, but like history as a whole. Uh-huh. Would it not have been better to stop the ship entirely? I know they would have some forward momentum, but instead of going at the speed they were going, would it not have been better to just and like just float drift into the iceberg in order to because of how big the vessel is just using my physics that i learned through high school and college in order to full stop that ship enough to where you would not crash you would need to kill engines and then full reverse engines and all that time, you're still barreling ahead. I think they were going like 30 knots, which I don't have a fucking calculator on me for that. But I can get one real quick to do some science for you. Okay, so in that note then, would it would reversing also not be possible? We're going about 35 miles an hour thereabouts. Um... Like, would reversing not be, like... Okay, but, so, it, the, there's no traction with water. Okay. You're on the water, displacing it. It's not like tires on the road, where you hit the brakes, the tires are the traction that's going to stop you as you go. Because you're going to stop their forward momentum, they're going to grind rubber into asphalt, and it's going to stop the car, Right. In the ocean, there's no traction. You are actively moving the road out of the way. Yes. Okay, third and final question to try to avoid hitting the iceberg, or even hitting it with less damage. Would it not be more beneficial? And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just throwing theories out here. Mm-hmm. Um, to come to as much of a slowdown as you could and just... Dink that thing head on. Yes. Then to try to swerve and scrape the entire side of the fucking boat. Yes. So I'm right. So if you tried, just say you attempted to like fucking slow. I know they were trying to avoid it, but say you just attempted to fucking slow down and just nicked the front. Then you only hit those like 
one, maybe two doors, which is what the builder guy said. Four was the max. You hit four doors, you're fine. Five's the topper. So if you only knocked out those front two doors and you seal them off, everybody fucking lives and you wait for someone to come save you. You wait for a Coast Guard or somebody to come fucking save your ass over there. Once again, in the trivia, uh, modern scientists have run a couple of simulations finding that given the structural integrity of the ship itself, the build, the materials used, and all these other factors, they determined that if they did just straight up head on the iceberg, it would have damaged the ship, like, pretty good, but it wouldn't have even disabled the ship, and they could have limped their way to New York, adding only an extra day or so to the trip. Well, yeah, because then you would have just killed off the front two holes, backed that shit up, Yes, but think about who actually knows all of the things about this ship. The crew doesn't. That famous actor guy whose name I don't know, but has the hair. Huh? The builder. Yes, he's there, but he's not in command of the ship. No, I'm just saying, though, he's the one that knows, and then he comes up there, and he's like, you guys fucked it. Like, if you'd hit four doors, he would have been fine. The captain knows, I think, but he's off duty. The fucking guy who designed the ship and built the ship knows, but he's not in charge of anything. The first officer that is in charge of shit takes evasive action that you would normally take uh, about 10 minutes prior having seen the iceberg, if you could possibly have seen the iceberg. They did also determine, I dove into the trivia, guys, they did also determine that the reason that they didn't see the iceberg until it was that close uh, is... Missing binoculars, one. Sure, but the opposite of a desert heat mirage. You know how you can sometimes see, like, water and shimmering effect in the Mm -hmm. desert? The opposite of that is... Darkness will play tricks on your eyes. It's a combination of cold air and hot air existing in the same place, emanating from that uh, iceberg, cloaks it a little bit, and there's no wind, so you couldn't see the waves breaking on it, like they said. And they didn't have binoculars. And it's dark as shit. And it's dark. Stars are out, but you're not... It's dark. Fun fact about this scene. Okay, so I'm right. I'm smarter than the people on the Titanic. That's all I wanted to clarify. Um, You don't know how boats work. No, but I still made a better judgment call. Um... Small bit of trivia, in real life, from when they spotted the iceberg to when it hits is 37 seconds. So, like, the actual Titanic saw the iceberg, and it hit in 37 seconds. So that's how much time you have. And also, James Cameron used that exact time for that exact scene in the movie. From the time they spotted the iceberg to the time it hit was 37 seconds in movie time. There's also, some event happens in the movie, and then two hours and 17 minutes later, the Titanic goes under. Uh, so there's a it's a whole thing. Um, anyways, there's a shitload of foreshadowing. The designer really thought he had the fucking design down. Uh, they hit the iceberg, and they straight up just scraped the fuck out of the side of it, uh, which, in theory, doesn't sound so bad, but in actuality, is truly a devastating blow. Um, and once again in the trivia, it has been noted that modern day battleships, were they to take the same hit that the Titanic did, they would sink faster. 
I also would like to point out that, like, we know more about, like, icebergs and stuff nowadays. We can also spot them at night. Um, to the point that we know that they're not just, like, this one mass that's, like, this big. They're a mass that goes like this. So they are pointier at the top and they extend under, which we... It's like a small mountain underneath the ocean. Yeah, we didn't really understand. So, like, the fact that you swerved it, yeah, you might have cleared most of the top, but that underneath part, they knew a little bit, but they had never really... We know more now. Anyways. I said it was extremely bold of Rose to straight up roll up to her family and friends with Jack in tow. Uh, that, to me, Yeah, is what was her fucking plan? An extraordinarily dumb decision. I know she wanted to go tell them about the fact that they hit the iceberg and bad things were happening, but, like, Jack... You didn't, you didn't need to bring him. You could have split up and actually covered more ground more effectively and saved probably more of your loved ones. If Jack had gone down to the ship, woken his friends up... And got them out before they started locking the lower people down below. And if Rose had gone and told her family, then Jack doesn't get, like... Framed for framed stealing. and locked downstairs and all this shit. Yeah, the, man. James and I are smarter, and that's all that there, matters. There's just, uh... They just, and the problem, too, is you can't be like, well, they're just blinded by the horny. They just had sex. I think they were more blinded they, by the got, emergency. Like, they were like, oh, this emergency will precedent any... Ill yeah, feelings. but it won't because rich people are stupid. Rich people are too dumb for emergencies. Okay? <laughs> you alright? You understand what I'm saying to you right now? Rich people are too dumb for emergency situations. They can't handle it. The opinions of James Sockell do not necessarily reflect the opinions of City Waves Entertainment. I am exclusively a spokesperson for the company. As its president and CEO, my word is exclusively the opinion of the company. <laughs> Anyways, sinking. Oh, man. So we start singing, and I, made, I, I sort of didn't make a lot of notes about this section, but I was like, man, sure is nice the deck is clear of all clutter. Sure would be nice if we had some more lifeboats, wouldn't it? Because, you know... The guy who designed the ship designed it with enough space for enough lifeboats for enough people. But he was told it was ugly. Get fucked, rich people. Get fucked. Mustachioed man who fucking lives. Your ta- and Billy Zane who fucking lives. Your taste in everything is gauche and unbearable. All despicable. All of you. I need to borrow some money. The band starts playing outside at my 69th note. Um, on Captain's Orders. There. On Captain's Orders, they are first place there to like keep people like from panicking and playing like lighthearted music so that people don't start fucking losing their shit. They do make some extremely relatable comments later about how no one listens to them during dinner anyways, and that to me is hilarious because I'm a musician. I've been to enough shows where people don't listen to the opening acts. And they're just there for another purpose. It's annoying. Um, we finally get to see uh, Love Letter's gun. Is his name Love Letter? I don't know. I'm calling him that. His, his name's stupid. Uh, we get to see his gun. And it's this just wholly awful to look at etched fucking pistol that looks like a 1911. 
which was used in World War II and was designed for World War II. It is not a fucking gun that existed at the time. Lovejoy. His name Lovejoy? is Lovejoy. It's a very ironic name. Uh, his gun looks terrible and I hate it. It bothered me immensely. Um, James and I had vastly different reactions because I looked at it and I was like, ooh, pretty. And James said, that is the ugliest fucking Awful gun. firearm. Um, Jack gets locked up by the Master at Arms and then the Master at Arms gets called away to sort of like deal with the rabble, as it were. Uh, and from this point on in the movie, it's just straight up a nightmare. The whole, the, everyone's screaming for the next hour. It's just rich people being awful, poor people dying, uh, men, women, and children kind of falling in line and getting women and children off the boat, which is good. Uh, but also people start doing crazy shit because death is imminent. Uh, Lots of suicides. Trigger warning. So many people just kill themselves. Whether knowing it or not knowing it, they just do. And it's just... It reminded me of 9-11. That's what I was thinking, too. Which was something I talked to my mom a lot. We're going to get dark here for a second. Oh, God. No, it's something that I talked to my mom a lot about as I was, like, growing up. And, like, I was alive for 9-11. Like, I watched it on the news. I remember... I was homeschooled. I did not watch that shit on the news. I got picked up from school. Like, I remember the holding thing. But as I was, like, growing up and I was becoming more aware of what was happening, because I was obviously not, like, allowed to see a lot of it. I did see... Enough. Enough. But, like, as I was starting to grow older and you do see, like, the people, like, jumping out of the building to their deaths and stuff like that. And I was like, but why would you do that? And... It's something that we've talked about on this podcast before that I have an insane survival instinct. So I'm much like in the Jack boat, a Jack and Rose boat, where I'm like literally going to fight to like literally cannot anymore. So I'm going to fight to survive. I'm going to fight to get out. You burn to death in the tower. Maybe or I get out. Maybe. Um, But I'm, I'm never going to be one that's going to be all like, all right, well... And this You're is not how- jumping off the boat before it goes down. That's no, for sure. and it's it's. But that's what my mom said, and I like I've mentioned it in this movie. Like some people just need to go out on their own terms. Like if your option is, I'm dying regardless. I'm gonna choose how I die. Like that's how some people think, and I mean, there's also like instant death versus prolonged death, freezing like- to death in the Arctic waters. So you got, like, there's lots of different things that go through people's heads in those moments of panic and terror. I'm yeah. just saying that I'm with Jack and Rose and I'm going to be freaking fighting people to get a scrap of wood and stay on the ship till it goes. I also am a woman, though. You and I would have gotten on the boat. So. You would have gotten a spot on the boat. Uh, me, I have to scrap it out, but I'm going to survive until there's nothing left and then find the fastest way to die. <laughs> uh, Rose wastes so much time. Ultimately, it doesn't matter, but she does waste so much time during the rescue of Jack getting way hung up on emotions. She is like, going through a lot. Uh, yo, I'm not saying that it's like unrealistic. But I'm also 
so calm, cool, and collected in emergency situations that I cannot fathom like losing track of what's happening. The becoming frozen with Yeah, like I don't lock up in emergencies as we've seen recently. Let's talk about it. It's just some weird part of my brain doesn't do it. And so when I watch it happen, I'm like I go through What are you doing? I go through exactly basically what Rose does. Like I hit this moment of like oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, and I basically, like, break down for a second, but then once, like, it's more like a dial, like, where James is, like, a switch, mine's like a dial, so it's slowly cranking, 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 and eventually, like, all my emotional brain just turns off, and I just go into pure logic mode. It just takes, like, a little bit to turn the dial, and then I'm, like, then I'm great in a crisis. Like, I'm perfect. Like, I'm like, all right, here's what we need to do. Here's the logical steps of action. It just takes a minute to get her there. It just, I will freeze for a minute and just sit there and go, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Rose lives in oh, fuck. And she does for the entire time. She gets to Jack and, like, wastes a bunch of time trying to find the key, can't find it in all the places, and then goes, I have to go find help, and kisses him, like, a thousand times. And then bails. uh, And finds, like, two people, no one helps, finds an axe, and starts becoming resourceful. That's the first instance where she starts to have survival brain, and it's good. Gets the axe, goes to break the manacles off, and they're like, well, why don't you take a practice swing? And I'm like, okay. I mean, okay, sure. I mean, sure. to be fair, Rose is an indoor girl, She's and an has indoor she girl. ever swung an axe? Absolutely not. If I were quick thinking like Jack... Uh, which I'm not because this is a script, uh, having her take a practice swing, absolutely the correct action here is to be like, why don't you, why don't you show me how you do this on that dresser over there? That's not near my body. <laughs> That's not near where any of my limbs are. Uh, and so she does. And then he's like, all right, great. Now hit the same mark again. And then she misses by a margin. He's like, well, this isn't going to get better. So, okay, <laughs> well, let's just fucking try it. Uh, and, Lucky for them, the manacles, while they are strong, the chain is weak, and uh, she gets that shit first try. Uh, Pops him off, and then they are on the run. I also make note that I don't think she knows how to swim. Uh, I I think they make it very clear that she doesn't, because even when she's in the life vest, she's, like, flailing. She is doggy paddling at best. Uh, Man, my note goes from, hooray, the axe worked, time to go. To the end of the movie when the officers are threatening passengers to keep for the alert. rest of the time, James was For the rest of the like time, this. I'm sitting there watching a horror story unfold where people don't have options and things just go wrong across the board. And then the goddamn smokestack hits Fabrizio, and I am not okay. Uh, but that happens later. James literally was like... As soon as we meet Fabrizio, I'm like... That guy's going to fucking die. He asked me, he's like, is he going to die because I'm going to be so upset? And I was like, I honestly don't remember because I didn't care about Fabrizio as much as James does, so. I like side characters. They're fun. But afterwards, I did watch Fabrizio the entire time because they make efforts to, like, show him because he's one of the few characters you get, like, introduced to. And then, yeah, it's kind of sad. And then he dies in maybe the best way. I mean, it's instantaneous. I think, I think, yeah. There's, there's a number of people that die in what could be argued to be the best possible way. 
in that they get crushed by pieces of the ship as it flops around in the ocean like a giant whale. I think also the people that get taken out by, like, the giant swelling waves, like, if you're going to pick a way, to, like, a drowning way to go, like, that's it's pretty quick versus, like, the people that, like, froze to death floating in their life jackets. Yeah, that definitely. Um, also, staying in your stateroom and just cuddling up and being like, this is how we go. Nope. I can't do nope, it. Nope, 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 I've nope. got to fight. I've got to know there if were, I did everything I could. There were too many fucking crying children in this sequence for me to be even remotely okay. This it was so fucked up, and everything was so upsetting. Uh, I don't envy the officers. They run out of flares. Billy Zane opts for death. The mustachioed man gets on a boat, uh, and his, like, the first officer on deck, like, sees that, and it's just like, you motherfucker. Uh, Rose jumps off the boat that she gets on. Yeah, because finally Jack and Cal eventually convince her to, like... Get on a lifeboat. Because they're going to go get on another boat. Allegedly. Because Cal thinks money has anything that will work. Cal also gives Rose the, his jacket. Which has most of his money... money. <laughs> And the heart of the ocean. Moron. It's like the one time where he doesn't make a cerebral decision. It's hilarious. Fuck, man. And I just... I, I cannot stand movies where people drown. It's just... I can't watch it. I can't look at it. I shied away from the screen at least twice. Where, like, something was about to happen, and I just looked away. Like, I could not watch parts of this movie. And it didn't occur to America until halfway through the movie that this is a movie where a bunch of people drown. And then she was like, ooh. By the way, everybody drowns. Not everybody. A lot of people do. 1,500 of the 2,200. I made a clue reference where I said Billy Zane with a gun in the dining hall <laughs> uh, because eventually he just snaps and chases down Rose and Jack with his bodyguard's pistol to uh, try to, I don't know, win somehow. Uh, he doesn't. He's terrible at aim while running uh, and then winds up hips deep in the surf that is now inside the boat and uh, sort of comes to his senses, probably because 35-degree water touched his balls. And uh, I know you've never had this happen to you, but when cold water touches your balls, your brain explodes, and you come to your senses and immediately trigger survival mode. Uh, because, let's just be clear, cold water at that temperature should never be touching anything on you. That's bad news all around. As Jack says, it feels like a bunch of tiny knives stabbing you over and over again. He does say that. Um, I wrote, I fucking hate movies where people drown. Uh, then there's an unfortunate series of incidents where someone bumps, someone bumps Tommy, who we met. We didn't talk about it on the podcast. Uh, but Tommy gets bumped forwards into the first officer. First officer's already threatened people with a gun. Shoots Tommy in the sternum who collapses, starts bleeding out, and then the first officer does maybe the a bit too early on 
I think, but an arguably noble thing, uh, and straight, like, salutes the boat and shoots himself in the head and flops overboard. Uh, everyone else is already in too much of a state of shock to do anything about that, uh, but he does do that, and it's wild. Going out on your own terms. Um, I also made note that at least Tommy dies before he drowns to death. I also... I would rather get shot than drown. I also, James and I were talking about this while it was happening, but I do not envy any of the, like, crewmen that had to, like, make those calls or tell people no mm-hmm. or separate, like, children from... Parents. Parents, because that... Oof. They had... The, what a hard job. They had a horrific job, and most of them knew that they also were not going to get on the boats. So they were not only facing, like, telling all these people no, but they also knew they were going to die. And that just has to be, like... Something that surprised me was how quickly the people in charge of the boat found out it was going to sink. Like... I mean... They action reported directly to the guy who designed it, who got the blueprints, looked at them, and went, Yeah, well, ship sinks in two hours. And that's that. And from then on, it's like, well, we really fucked up telling him that, that we shouldn't have this many lifeboats. Man, we really fucked up calling it unsinkable, huh? I think, like, the people that feel guilty and take responsibility, like, I feel bad for them. And there's people like uh, the fucking smarmy guy who basically paid for the boat who just gets off scot-free and, like, gets in a lifeboat. Like, I'm like, this part, this is part, mostly your fucking fault, dude. Almost exclusively, actually. You're the one who was like, too many lifeboats. So, like, I'm just, like, there's people that definitely get, like, but they're the people that don't deserve it, but they still take more responsibility and are like, like the captain goes down with a ship, the builder goes down with the ship. The pastry chef goes down with the ship, but he lived, actually. He survived. I he survived two shipwrecks. That man should play the lottery. The baker? Yeah, he, he survived two shipwrecks. With his only inconvenience from Titanic being some swollen feet. It's like a... One of our favorite TikTokers, Youth Pastor Ryan, who's been, like, literally in, like, five plane crashes. Like, he's been... It's a lot. It's, like, the average is fucking skewed because of that guy. And he, uh, like, has been struck by lightning, I think, once. And, like, I don't know. He's been through some shit. And I'm like, dude, you, why, why are you not playing the lottery more? <laughs> Honestly. Um, Fabrizio gets Tommy's bloody life vest off of his corpse and... Makes it into the water just to have a smokestack fall on his head. Uh, and you know what? That's the way I'd want to go. Um, I would probably try to survive until the last possible moment. But if the boat's going down, I'm not jumping off of it because I want to spare myself pain. But if you're going to go getting hit in the face with a ship, fast. It's fast. That smokestack weighs a couple tons. If it falls on your head, you're done. Even if you're in water, you're still done. Like, that's it. So, you know, what I couldn't get over was when the the ship breaks, right? And then the back sort of, like, spikes up in the air. Mm-hmm. And then people, like, lost their grip yeah. and start falling. And you fall... So much farther at that point in the sinking than if you had jumped off 10 minutes ago. 
You also collide with shit. You bounce. There was a, oh my god, the guy who falls. No, he jumped. If you're talking about the one that hit the propeller, he jumped. Did he jump? Yeah. So you jump. He tried to jump and clear it, but he did not. He he hits it with, like, his whole legs, too. Like, he just, you hear a plong, and he fucking starts cartwheeling at an insane speed before he hits the water like a sack of hammers and is absolutely dead immediately, no doubt. Uh, you know, falling from a certain height into water is like hitting concrete. Uh, so, you know, you know, if I had to jump off, I'm going to try to hit it with my full, I'm going to try to belly flop that shit. Are you trying to die? If I'm jumping off the Titanic? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I didn't know if you're trying to die. At at the point where I've already seen people get crushed by the ship, if I am not in an opportunity to be crushed by the ship, I'm probably going to try to die via impact on the water. If I don't die from the impact, then I know I'm going to live and I'm going to cling to something uh, and hopefully not freeze death. Uh, Jack does, I just make two notes back to back about how there's nothing I hate more than drowning and I've never had to grit my teeth through the ending of a movie more in my life. Um, Jack does a casual murder. Uh, straight up does though. When, uh, someone who does not have a life vest grabs onto Rose who does have a life vest and like is trying to like keep himself up. I don't think he's intentionally trying to like dunk her underwater, but he's trying to use the buoyancy to stay up. Afloat. Panic makes uh, your brain do crazy things. Jack punches that guy in the face two times. That guy is absolutely stunned, and when you're stunned, you can't swim. You can see him floating, like, face first in the water as they float, like, swim away. Definitely drowns immediately. Uh, so that's a quick murder that Jack just does pretty casually. Uh, Sven, the guy who gambled the tickets, yeah, lived because he did not go on the Titanic. His friend beat the shit out of him, though. Mm-hmm. Um, we once again hear the Celine Dion song uh, and then the next note also is that we once again hear the Celine Dion song uh, and then I get mad when I see Billy Zane alive on a lifeboat not only that but he was using the oar to like shove people away from his lifeboat yes and that's you know obviously not great but his lifeboat was like the rail maybe an inch above water so that boat is already holding maybe too many people uh it's more holding too much water because they broke the damn thing because they were anyways anyways fucking also having seen those lifeboats and then heard the figures that were used in the testing of those lifeboats they said they tested them in belgium with 60 men 70 70 men so you you don't swamp the lifeboat until 70 full-grown men are in the lifeboat now they, in 19 in 1912 dudes are not as big as they are now they but if you average it out to be like 70 150 pound dudes those lifeboats that they showed in the movie hold maybe 30 people and they, well, here's the thing, too, because the guy makes a, the builder guy makes a note of it, too, that, like, first of all, they stress test it with 70. They advised 56. 65. 65, sorry. They advised 65. They stress tested at 70. And they were, and this is historic, again, this is one of those historically they accurate They were dropping packs. the boats half full. They were dropping them half full, and some with, like, only 20 people in them. 
And when they when they do that, and then they show a couple of boats that are like mostly empty, and it's like, okay, sure. But the disparity between saying you can fit 65 full-grown men on this boat and then showing me a boat that looks crowded with maybe 35 people on it, there it's just bothersome to me knowing that they put a lot of emphasis on being historically accurate in this movie. And then you have a lifeboat that has like half the capacity that they're talking about it having. Also, people were not like sitting like side by side lined up correctly, like on the No, boats. they were that all was- a kerfuffle. That was really frustrating because, like, if it had been organized organized, and they had lined up, like, side by side in the boats, you probably could have fit 50, 60 people on there. Finally, we cut back to the modern day again, and everyone is listening to Rose and weeping openly, uh, except Bill Paxton, who is just sad but not weeping. Um, and there's all that, and then... Uh, they decide that they'll never find the, they'll never find the fucking, uh, diamond, uh, and then Rose, at a thousand years old, tiptoes out onto the fucking boat that they're on, the Russian ship, and yeets that fucking diamond into the ocean, uh, for no reason that I can comprehend, uh, we watch, We look at all these macro shots again, the extreme close-ups, they're fun, they're delightful to look at. Uh, and then there's like a dream sequence, briefly, where the, the like valets open the doors on a not-destroyed Titanic, and a bunch of the guests are there, and it... It's all the people that it's died. All the people, yeah, it's people like, that died. I guess like the implied thing is that she passed away in her bed that night. And so she got to join Jack on the Titanic. Interesting theory. Well, no, I don't know about that. Because the whole line was, you'll pass away old in your bed one night, and then she basically goes to her heaven, which is the Titanic, and she meets Jack. She threw away the heart of the ocean. She completed her final test. She was like a hundred years old, James. And so, it could, but yeah, but she was strong. It but could it's also, that whole line of like, you're going to pass away old and gray in your bed one day, and you have to keep fighting till then. It could also just be a dream. I don't know. Could I don't. Be. I haven't asked James Cameron how he wrote the thing. Did she die? I don't know. They don't show it. I always am, like viewed it like as like she died and that was her heaven. Was she got to go see Jack? Maybe because she died right where he died. So it's also a weird long panning shot where people applaud a kiss, and I'm like, this isn't a wedding, anyways. Uh, They're welcoming her back to the Titanic because she died. I stand by my statement. Sure. You can imagine all that you want. Um, My last note is just that uh, there was so much I really despise about what I saw in the movie uh, that I have to rate it low, uh, even though it's really well made and has some supreme performances in it, especially from uh, Billy Zane, uh, Kate Winslet as well. Uh, the mother as well. Don't remember who that actor is, but she crushed that shit. Uh, and, you know, if it wasn't for the material, it'd be a pretty fucking solid movie. Uh, I give it 5 out of 10. 9.5 out of 10. Drowning ruins everything for me, unfortunately. And the horror show that it puts you through uh, deserves an R rating, not a PG-13 rating, but we all know the MPAA is a bunch of silly gooses. Also, we didn't talk about it, but I'm gonna bring it up. Oh. 
they could have both gotten on the door. They just needed to think smarter about it. Because there is some buoyancy issues, but if she gets on one side and then he gets on the other side and, like, tries to, like, it would have worked. You also could have had it to where they take turns getting on the thing and the other person kicks around in the water trying to keep their muscles warm while one person takes a rest and then you rotate again. And they only wait there for, I want to say, like... Long enough time. How long does it take you to freeze in water? 35 degree water? With the air temperature well below zero? I'm going to Google I don't it. know how cold that water is, because if it's salt water, it can be he well below... He said it was below freezing. It can be below freezing, yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't know. How long... This I, is going to be such know. a dark question. How long did it take for people <laughs> your, your to search freeze? history is going to get weird. The FBI has got you on a couple lists. Because the boat said they took too long to come back, that one boat that came back. Yeah, I mean, they came back and almost everyone was dead. After the Titanic. Go. Almost all of those who jumped or fell in the water drowned within minutes. Due to cold, shock, and incapacitation, Carpathia arrived an hour and a half to the sinking, rescued all 710 survivors. So, those are the people that were on the boat. So, yeah, within minutes. Within minutes. So, even if they were switching, the hypothermia would have gotten them. It would have gotten them, but... It's it a miracle been, she quote-unquote lived. It would have been... You you had a chance, at least, if you're both working to keep your muscles moving as best you can. Yeah. It's it's more of a shot than if you just both lay there, one on the, one on the door and one dangling from it. That's not an effective method of survival, I think. Uh, I but, still stand by this all could have been avoided if we just hit the damn iceberg. This all could have been avoided if we did head on the iceberg, that's true. Um... Shit, I really didn't take many notes on the horror sequence, so that's kind of it. Alrighty, guys, it is Spooktober, as we let Stream know um, during the break. So we have done exclusively Halloween movies. I won't call them horror movies, because James is a baby. Um, But we have done Halloween movies, and our next one will be Little Shop of Horrors. That's so scary, I don't like it. It's not. There's someone named Audrey in it, I don't like it. There's also Audrey, too. Until next time. There's two Audreys? Bye. That's upsetting.